Angus at Work, a podcast for the profit-minded cattlemen. Brought to you by the Angus Beef Bulletin, we have news and information on health, nutrition, marketing, genetics, and management. So let's get to work, shall we? Hello, and welcome to Angus at Work. I'm your host, Casey Brown. Well, listeners, I hope you're starting to get some spring weather wherever you are. Um, But my heart goes out to our friends in the Northern Plains and the Northwest with that recent calf killer storm. I pray that it at least provided some much needed moisture for you. Around here in Northwest Missouri, we're getting some, let's call it sporadic spring weather. And with that, we're finally seeing some green pop up into the pastures. As my family drives around, I see a lot of these really pretty purple little flowers. Now the practical side of my brain knows these are weeds, but do I know what kind of weeds? No, (laughs) I was not blessed with agronomic identification skills. However, that's one of the joys of getting to talk to very smart people who do know what weeds look like and why you should be scouting them in your pastures now. So I sat down with Jeff Clark from Corteva AgriScience, and he gave some great information on how pasture management affects your cattle and what we can do now about toxic weeds. So let's dig in. We're coming to you from the Cattle Industry Convention here in Houston, Texas, which we are a lot warmer than most of the country right now, which is pretty nice. Um, I am joined today by Jeff Clark with Corteva. We're going to talk about pasture management. Um, hello, welcome for welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, Jeff, tell us a little bit about your background in the beef industry. Um, so I I'm, was born and raised in, in Texas, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm a Texas native uh, on a cattle operation. Um, it was a, uh, I would be considered a fourth generation. Um, sadly, we end up dispersing, uh, but we still run cattle to gate today, me and my wife in West Virginia, uh, where she is a third generation rancher as well. Uh, so we run a commercial cow-calf operation, few stockers, and uh, so been in the cow business uh, for all my life. So what got you started with Corteva? Um, I was with uh, Mississippi State University working on their beef unit at that point in time and uh, got introduced to them from a friend and next thing you know it was back when it was still Dow, Dow Agri-Sciences. I uh, got picked up, uh, went to work for Dow in the range of pasture, being a range of pasture specialist since that was not only my passion but my background. Um, I got a, I have an agronomy degree as well so all that kind of you know fit together really well. Worked in the Tennessee Georgia market for several years and then um, just went into a market development specialist position last year. And so you said you're in West Virginia now. Um, is your wife from there? She is from there. She won the coin toss. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she won the coin toss when it came down to where are we going to live. But uh, we were we were in Tennessee raising cattle there. Uh, Love Tennessee. Um, but like I said, her family has a large cattle operation. She's a veterinarian, and uh, she had an opportunity to buy uh, the veterinary clinic that is in her hometown. Oh, wow. So that was pretty appealing for her. And, and made made a really wise choice to do that she's got a successful practice there today oh that's wonderful um let's talk about um getting the most from your pastures and um, and your your topic tomorrow you're talking on that um but kind of walk me through some of some of the high points that you're planning on on talking about tomorrow if you would yeah um the high point that i'll be discussing on tomorrow will mainly be around herd health in our pasture management um, a lot of people don't think, you know, Corteva is a, you know, part of the herd health program. It's usually a feed company or a pharmaceutical company or, you know, I've got to have the right mineral out there. And, and all those play a great factor. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to cattle, we're dealing with ruminant animals and they have to have forage. 
um, and they need a clean forage. They need good protein forage, you know, high TDN, something that's going to retain within them. And when we're talking about weeds within our pastures, weeds are thieves. They take away our nutrients, they take away the waters that grasses need, that the forages need, that our ruminant animal need to graze to survive. Um, so knowing, not only knowing that, but knowing which weeds are in our pastures is very important because a lot of those weeds can be highly toxic. Um, not only can they cause a lot of BCS issues, body condition score issues with our cattle, um, they can cause uh, uh, you know, aborting calves. Um, they can cause uh, you know just a lot of heat stress within the body, so therefore they're not even wanting to graze. So therefore, again, they're losing weight. A lot of a lot of issues that play a role uh, in that. And, and honestly, that you know it's, it starts with Corteva with our pasture products. How do you how do you go about figuring out what kind of weeds you have? Yeah. Um, the best way to, uh, uh, you know, when we're talking about knowing what weeds we have in our pastures, the best thing to do is, first of all, be proactive. So uh, go out there and look early, scout early. Um, but the main thing is, is, is get out of the truck and, and go and look. It, it's how I usually break it down is when you go to a restaurant and you sit down, before you start eating, you look at your plate to make sure that you got what you ordered. Well, you know, we need to be doing that in our pastures. We need to be getting out of the truck, out of the UTVs, off of our horses, and looking at what our cattle are fixing to eat. Because a lot of those weeds are um, that we see in the spring have been out there since October. We see them uh, this time of year. We can also work with our Corteva Range and Pasture Specialist, put a program together and save a lot of money and have a lot more return investment when we make that investment. And then again, the other thing is, Again, if you find that, you know, when you get some weeds identified that have some high-end toxic properties, we can really address that immediately instead of running into an issue where you might have to quarantine that pasture and have no cattle on it. Gotcha. What kind of timeline are we talking about? How early do we need to, to scout? Um, and I'm sure it depends on the forages, but can you talk to that a bit? Um, if we're talking about a timeline on when we should start scouting for weeds, um, I always say uh, you, you can't start early enough. Um, so if you have a problem in the springtime, when we're starting to, you know, uh, a spring calf or when we're starting to turn out some calves on green grass and you know that you've got a spring weed issue or you've had that in the past, and I would say we need to start around that October time period because a lot of our perennial, annual, per, uh, excuse me, annual perennial and biennial weeds that we see in, in the spring months, and I'm saying March, April, May, they're germinated and they're out there in October. They're small, you know, except for a thistle. Of course, you've got the rosette. But things like buttercup that we see, you know, that are really prevalent in majority of the grazing area uh, of the United States, um, it's the th size of a thumbnail, you know, come October. And it lays that way until it does develop out through the spring until it, it puts out its nice little yellow flowers around that April-May time period. Um, so if we can start early, you, you, we can identify these weeds by using a Corteva Range and Pasture Specialist, put a plan together, use lower rates of our herbicide, therefore you're saving a ton of money, and then we're increasing that dry matter forage, which at that point in time, you are increasing not only your herd size if you want to, but your grazing days, which then eliminates having to use so much hay or supplemental feed. Which is so important, especially as input costs are skyrocketing. Skyrocketing, and the and forages to you know with a cow, twelve hundred pound cow eating thirty pounds of dry matter a day is less than a dollar. Mm -hmm. You can't you can't buy supplemental feed that cheap. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Can you talk to me a little bit more about 
um, herd health and how it, how so much of that is affected by what they're eating and, and by our forages. Yeah, absolutely. So when we're talking about herd health, um, which I'll be talking about tomorrow, there's three things I'm going to be you know positioning. Number one, there's toxic weeds. So you take perilla mint, something that is an annual weed. It's a summer annual weed. It pops up in majority of the U.S. Um, it takes very little for uh, calves, which, you know, calves are like kids. They're really nosy. They like to get into everything um, to ingest. And here's the thing. There is no cure for it. By the time you show symptoms and signs, it's already too late, which is basically 45 minutes after consumption. Um, so we want to make sure that we're getting that weed identified because that grows in our grazing pastures and our hay fields. Um, and when we get that identified, we can put a plan together to get that immediately out of the way so that we don't have anything that would be really toxic to our calves and even our cattle, but mainly our calves, uh, and kill them. Um, and we're talking about, you know, easy, uh, you know, up to a million dollars in a loss a year. Uh, just with perilla mint issues uh, and then but then you've also got not only toxic weeds but you also have toxic forages and uh, you know when you talk to someone about toxic forages they're kind of like my gosh how can a forage be toxic but you start talking about like johnson grass or you start talking about you know fescue um, you know fescue would be the number one it costs the cattle industry a billion dollars a year uh, just in t uh, fescue toxicity um, and it's where the cattle go out and they graze the seed of fescue, which is a very good forage, but if you don't manage it, it becomes basically a toxic forage. Um, and that's where you can run into uh, BCS drop and score. Uh, uh, you can run into pregnancy issues. Even bulls have a semen drop because of the increase of the body temperature up to 106 degrees and m m many other things, but it's getting those weeds and forages but also parasites um, when we're talking about uh, stomach worms and stuff you know all that plays in, into a fact of grazing mm -hmm. so if we can have folks understand that honestly your herd health protocol starts with grazing they will be so much ahead of the curve they'll have the forages there that they need that are going to produce good protein good tdn it's going to slick those cows off the cows are going to get fuller quicker because they've met their protein intake. They're going to lay around, chew their cud. They're not going to expenditure that energy. And that's that's another problem if you don't have good protein in your forages. Um, but then again, it runs all the way down in, into you know stomach worms and stuff like that. The parasites, it really cause issue. And maybe you have to use too much dewormer. You mentioned just how the perilla mint can work so quickly. What kind of signs... I mean, what kind of, I guess, symptoms happen? Yeah, so when we're, when we're talking about perilla mint, usually, um, you know, especially around five, 600 pound calves, um, what you'll see there is they're gonna have a little bit of froth around the mouth. Um, they're trying to breathe. So it, it causes a respiratory disruption. Um, and, and you might see a, like their neck kind of stuck out, elongated, uh, again, that froth at the mouth. Uh, just acting really weird and really strange and it's mainly because they're suffocating and typically within 45 minutes after ingestation they're dead uh, to go to the plant if you're wanting to know maybe about what the plant looks like in case my gosh do I even have this number one it, it's gonna pop up in the summer months number two it's gonna have a kind of a square stem to it but the telltale sign is it's got a green leaf on top if you flip it upside down it's purple on the bottom that's perilla mint. It's a summer annual plant, but man alive, it causes a lot of issues in the cattle industry. And you said it's pretty prevalent. It's pretty prevalent US. around the U.S. Again, uh, 
wherever there's heavy grazing or a hay field, mm-hmm. you'll see it sporadically go out. Um, it typically would, in the past, would grow in shade trees and fence rows. Now, uh, in the last probably three or four years, it's been out in the middle of the pasture in the sunlight. Oh, wow. So it's a stronger plant than what it used to be. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely something to take care of Definitely early. something to take care of early, yes, ma'am. Um, walk me through um, some of the solutions that are available to, to cattlemen. Um, so you can go, if you're a cattleman right now, and, you, and, you, and first of all, you don't really know where to start because maybe input costs are so high or you're coming out of a drought or you've gotten so much moisture, it seems like Mother Nature's just been off a rocker here the last <laughs> uh, 12 months. Um, I would say, first of all, contact your range and pasture specialist. Go to you know uh, range and pasture at corteva.com. You can put in uh, your zip code. You can find out what your you know what a location is that uh, sells our products. Uh, we can get you lined up with a rep that will come out and again walk through with you everything that you are curious about, um, and then put a plan together for you. Work with a, a retailer that uses our products and sells our products so that they can make sure that uh, get you the, the the product that you need and when you need it. Because that's another thing is is that. There's a lot of times if you don't have a plan, uh, a proactive plan, and then it's time for you to pull the trigger, you're, you're two weeks waiting because other people have already gotten things lined up, especially if it's the, our, our, our Ultigrease, which is our Duracore and uh, dry fertilizer, um, or if you're just needing some Duracore and someone bought in bulk. Being proactive will help you get away from being really late. Put a plan together and you will save a lot of money. Can you tell us where ranchers can find more information? So uh, two places, herdhealth.rangeandpasture.com and then rangeandpasture.com. All right, excellent. Well, thank you for your information. Thank you for your insight. I always like to end my podcast on a good note because we know the cattle business is really a people business. Um, (laughs) Tell me something good that's happened to you professionally, personally, or both. doesn't matter. Um, Well, I mean, professionally, really everything's good because I get to meet people like yourself and and great ranchers personally um, it would be my daughter is uh, she runs barrels and she's getting getting ready to start year three of peewee barrels and she's excited so I'm the dad that gets to pull the trailer and and (laughs) that that part's exciting to me so we're getting ready to start back on the road and hitting some rodeos how old is she she's five oh wow yeah she is and she is and you said she's this is her third year of third year peewee barrels yeah that's impressive yeah, she, she, uh, yeah, her mama do, uh, did it, does it, uh, her aunt does it, and so she's, uh, yeah, she kind of bred right in there to do it too, so. Does she ride a pony or does she on a full, full No, she's horse? full, full, full uh, size quarter horse. Her cool. horse is named Penny. Um, you know, year one was, you know, we would lead her out and, and lead her around the barrels, but now she's doing it on her own, so. Wow. She's excited. Oh, cool. I love that. You've learned such new cool things about people with this. <laughs> well, again, thank you for, for your time. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for listening. Um, if you want more information about our coverage of Cattle Industry Convention, check out the Angus Beef Bulletin and the Angus Beef Bulletin Extra. Access and subscribe to both the Bulletin and the Extra from the website angusbeefbulletin.com extra. If you've gotten your March bulletin already, you'll have already seen that it's full of articles on nutrition and pasture management, um, which is why this podcast ties in so nicely, as the next issue of the extra will be full of more articles on pasture management and nutrition and how the cattle rumen is just a huge work of art, how those things work together so well. 
So if you are liking these podcast episodes or find them useful at all, we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts. This will help us grow the podcast and make it more accessible for more cattlemen to find and to so we can give you information that helps Angus work for you. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Angus at Work. <laughs>